bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. Well, I guess we are back for another week. I don't know if I survived Gordyville, but we are here in studio again for you. My name's Armstead, he's Post, and this is Sidetracked. Oh boy. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Better you than me. What do we got going here tonight? Well, first things first, let's get some house cleaning out of the way. We asked a trivia question last week. What is Art Arfon's most notorious for, perhaps? On the Bonneville Salt Flats. The only man who has survived a 600-plus mile-an-hour crash. And our winner, I know a lot of people chimed in on Facebook, but uh, Mr. Jason Walker, hailing to us out of Metamore, Michigan, is the winner with that one, getting to us a little earlier. Come on, guys, you got to listen to the show a little quicker next time. Yeah, he beat you. He, he skipped social media, too. Didn't he come to us right through text? Right through email. Oh, email. Okay, right yeah. through uh, AP at sidetrackedpulling.com. If you need to get hold of us for anything, that is one of the best ways to do it. Also, follow us on Facebook at Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. We'll get back to you as quick as we can. I think we had a great reaction time on there, so under two minutes, because let's face it, we don't have a life. No, I live on my cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, quit texting me. You're, you're right here. <laughs> oh, the, the, what's on this? They, they can't hear. But you didn't oh. see the funny picture on Facebook. But Yeah, we did. We got the circle of idiots up right here. <laughs> oh, there's too much going I'm on with the circle. surrounded by idiots. Yep. Three Where? of us. Where? Three of us in studio. It's great. Where? <laughs> okay, Charles didn't survive Gordyville, and he didn't even go. Which ought to tell you something. All right, what do we got for news this week? Kind of a, I guess you could say, boring week, so to speak. Other than, uh, what was that? They had that little shindig down there in, uh, what was that, Illinois? Just a small poll. Well, there's actually two this weekend. Yes, there was. Yeah. Some of some exciting uh, results, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, a little incident, uh, actually two incidents, at the other poll down in Murray, Kentucky. Why don't we get into the other poll if you're ready for that one, Charles? Or do you want to dive into Gordyville first? Let's save the Gordyville stuff because that's going to dominate the program anyway. Um, they had a had a poll down there for the Kenton Pullers Friday and Saturday night um, down there. And on Friday evening in the Pro Street four-wheel drive trucks, Jacob Woolley, Foolish Pleasure, the winner in the open four-wheel drive. It was uh, Kenny Denton, the letter rip truck, getting it done. And the 7,000 Super, that's where things were a little bit interesting. The return of uh, Jay Fuqua and the Tennessee Tracks 3688, probably my favorite 88 series puller that's out there. Beautiful. Yeah, really, really sharp tractor. There's another 88 series, though, uh, Mr. Marty Chandler and the Deeply Hooked Machine that uh, tried to take down, well, not with the tractor so much, but with the sled behind him, part of the building. Well, you know, at 35 miles an hour, it's hard to fit a... 20-foot hole to fit a tractor through. 
my understanding is that they have actually a, a door at the starting line into that building where they could back the sled up into and start from, and they don't. And they ask the pullers to, to aim for the whole indie Super Bowl style. And I remember, I'm going to really exercise the brain here, I think 1988 or so. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, you don't. John Heilman piled uh, the old red modified into the wall there at Indy, but uh, it, so it's probably been since then. Well, no, NFMS over the top of the sand pile last year would be another wall crasher. Yeah, but uh, this that this was th- this one was pretty pretty darn impressive. Yeah, videos flying around everywhere on that run, uh, deciding I don't like the concrete block on the right hand side of the hole. It needs to be wider. I have a feeling they're going to reevaluate their sand pile for next year. Uh, one might say so. Hope that's going to happen, but uh, we shall see. What class you want to talk about next? Uh, the open two-wheel drive. It was uh, Shane Greer and the spike truck. Boy, that's that's a name coming back from the dead. Wow. That's one of the old Humpco trucks. Been around, I think, since forever. That uh, that rounded out the evening on Friday. Then we went into Saturday. The open four-wheel drive was Kenny Wiggins, and the Red Fever was your winner. The open two-wheel drive, Jim Mattingly at the helm of Spike, and then Jim Mattingly and Thor backing it up in number two. And it was in that class, um, I, I don't remember off the top of my head the, the name of the truck, but there was another one who clobbered the left side yeah. wall. <laughs> two-wheel drive pickup and did quite a bunch of damage to the truck, breaking yeah. the rear axle housing. That's got to hurt. Just a bit. And then the, the uh, depleted 7,000 Supers for um, Saturday night. I understand there were several pullers that had breakage on Friday evening. Monica Shaw, the Beauty and Beast, uh, John Deere, the winner there. And then in the Pro Stock four-wheel drive, it was uh, Randall Miller and the Hillbilly Hustler, your winner. And that's uh, what happened down in Murray, Kentucky. You can find on Facebook. I think there's at least highlight video anywhere out there of that. It's all over YouTube right yeah. now. Plenty of videos out there for you to see what was going on there. Including some smart-ass memes that some jackass did. Yeah, somebody uh, didn't post it via the Facebook page, Armstead and Posh, and the damn thing went viral. Thank you. That was a great chance for exposure for us. Oops. I did the second one right. Yeah, well, better late than never. It's kind of your life motto. Lesson so. learned. So, uh... Fortunately, this week, no memorials to go over. Yes. Thank goodness. Once again, if you have a puller who's passed away and left us, we do this weekly so uh, we can keep it current for you guys. Get a hold of us at AP at SidetrackPulling.com or via Facebook at Sidetrack and Armstead or Armstead and Posh. Uh, get a hold of us. Shoot us a message. Give us a little story about the guy. We'll be more than happy to to uh, take care of our pulling family and give the respect that's due to every puller out there. You know, it's, it's, this is a family sport. We enjoy it immensely, and uh, we hate to lose the ones that we love pulling with, but they all do the, deserve their due respect. So, you want to get into Gordyville, or should we talk a little bit of Cloverdale before we get started on... Let's dive into Cloverdale show. a little bit. Gordyville's going to suck up a lot of time on us. Um, it's going to suck. No, it's not. Unfortunately, we're not going to be down there. We did get the offer. And, uh, what was our good reason why we couldn't? Well, mine includes the, uh, fact that I'll be, I don't know, 
2,000 miles away or something. something oh, something. that's right. We have a guest host coming in next, next week. We're hoping to replace Charles on the Armstead and Post program because he's got the lamest excuse I've heard in a long time. Four weeks in already. <laughs> Mr. Nathan Drob going to step behind the mic first time. And I know there's been guys out there uh, really wanting us to uh, get into trucks. We apologize for not getting into it. Trust me, truck guys, we love you just the same as everybody else. But there really hasn't been anything going on in the truck world, but we're going to dive hot and heavy into that. Um, Should be a great time. You better not leave any cooties in my headset. Yeah, we'll deal with that. You know, he is a Cummins guy. So Cloverdale and... Second year for the hook, uh, NTPA indoor pole. I believe this is their first sanctioned indoor pole, and I think ever. Have they run indoors before, Charles? NTPA? Oh, yeah, of course. Not much in the past five, six years, then. No, last. I mean, last year was the first time, but uh, prior to that, you I think you got to go all the way back to the Indy Super Bowl, which ended in the early, mid-90s. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's been 20 years yeah, plus. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So glad to see them going back to that. That's, that's pretty cool. So full lineup, I guess we can start right with the mini mods. Uh Wilds ride on four wheels. Some of the craziest people, I think, out there in pulling. Um, names jumping out to me. Brett Berg with a roundup ready. Longtime pulling veteran there. Um, getting his start back in Superstar stock, what, back in the 80s. And uh, I know moving up to mods in the 90s, early 2000s. Taking a little bit of a break from pulling there in the middle 2000s. Now back in the seat of the roundup ready. Mini mod. Uh, Bill Leishner and uh, Bobcat Jr. European mini. Yep. And Adam Bauer, tough charger every time out there. Cowboy up and Iron Toy. The Kester family, uh, Footloose, Larry, and Adam in the seat of Beast of Burden. Not, you know, a lot of hard names out there. Going to be a really great class to watch. Jason Hathaway with both of his. One with uh, Sassy Power. The other Mike Janice Hemi. And the Webb's Evil Twin 2, the only dump truck motor in the class. Yeah, I, I saw a Facebook post of somebody talking about dump truck motors. It's been that same smartass. Yeah. You want to explain it to the people like our sound engineer has no clue what's going on? Yes, please. It's a joke that really got started back, probably this is probably five or six years ago, really on, uh, it, it surrounded Bill Voris and the American Thunder tractor when he was running Chevrolet power. Uh, that the, the the 454s and the 427s basically go back to literally a dump truck. And that, you know, he, his old junk was nothing but a bunch of dump truck engines, which is tongue-in-cheek to be sure, versus the Hemis and the, the 481Xs. But uh, yeah. that's where it started. Yeah, somebody decided to make a meme out of it being a smart ass, but we'll have that. Dump trucks hauling elephants and rhinos for decades. Smart like dump truck. Smart like dump truck. All right, rolling into pro stock. First name coming up on my list. Probably one of the oldest names in pulling and definitely the go-to guys for John Deere Motors, Lemke family, Robbie Lemke in the new Generation Plus, uh, Danny Schumacher in the Rampage. I mean, a lot of deers lined up here. Name another one. I know I grew up with my one of my brother's favorite tractors, Tim Kane in the Red Gambler. 
I can tell you, I haven't seen him in so long. I know he wasn't down in Bowling Green this year. Chris Kane, also in the seat of the Aces Wild. Uh, Kane's another one's using Lemke power. Yeah. Uh, Joel uh, Kinjan, full metal jacket, that Minneapolis Moline that drives me up a son of a bitch in wall. 619 John Deere power plant under Minneapolis Moline, G1355 sheet metal. What is wrong with that man? Uh, he read the rule book. Yeah, well, I don't like it, but let he, me write that damn rule book. No, no hate on Joel, but he he did what he was allowed to. The Campbell Soup Line Express, another tractor's been around since the '90s. Tough running John Deere, another great line up there. I really am disappointed we're not getting down there. Uh, Carlton Cope Warpath, another tough running track. You know. You look at this lineup, and it's just impressive seeing the iron there. Yeah, nobody in that class is a slouch. Everybody's Everybody punches hard. Super stock diesel. Um, <laughs> track class has been around since the beginning. I know my favorite. I know probably one of yours. Yes, it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Name jumping out to me. Uh, cl- uh, last year's champ- defending champion, Travis Schlebach, in the bone twister jumping out at me not seeing him him invited to gordyville this year for the five tractors that were invited in the diesel superstock class but what a vicious sounding ih motor in that tractor did uh and i of course i wasn't at gordyville and i'd have to go back through my sheets now was demirs and and shramick there with one of them uh demirs might have let's see they ran saturday night correct yeah, no, they were not. I got it they here. They were not. So they were they were on the initial entry, and then they decided to beg off, I guess, and wait for Cloverdale. So yeah, we shame. had Super Rooster, Final Decision, Born Green, and Andersons. So Super Rooster, the only one been there a long time, and uh, we'll get into that. I have my opinions on that class, and uh, we'll get to that when we get I, there. I've got yeah, I've got thoughts on Multi Charger and Gordyville. There's not enough. Well, not only that, but uh, how the class kind of uh, paid out or uh, played out there. Just we'll get into Gordyville a little bit. Otherwise, I'd lose it. Steve Burge, lock and load. The only guy we're seeing running the Midas tires we've talked about before. Well, he showed pictures. We'll see if he's on him this weekend. Uh, Shramics, we got some orange there with the legacy and young blood. Yes, I did skip over somebody. Uh, the king of smoke. Mr. Edson Lane himself in red line fever. You know, I hate to say it, Charles, but one day that tractor is no longer going to be on the pulling circuit. And it's like losing uh, a picket of the old guys, you know, whether it's Dave Straggle or uh, Banner Brothers, you know, or eventually the Holman team is going to get there. There's going to be such a hole. It's going to be so hard to fill. That's where guys like Travis Schlebach and Brandon Hunt and the Shramics to an extent kind of come in and, and fill that void. It's you know that's evolution. That's happened in every form of racing there is. We see Kent Payne coming in the class of Super Rooster, that 1066 IH winning at Gordyville. So has a possibility of doing what Travis Schlebach did last season, winning Gordyville, uh, Cloverdale, and then going on and winning the National Super or National Farm Machinery Show, I have not looked at the farm machinery lineup to see if Super Rooster is in the mix. I'll have that for you here in a minute. Because, the, yeah, the opportunity to bring the broom out 
is probably on the table for him. Absolutely. You know, really impressive for Schlebach to do that, considering it's a, such a tough running IH on the outdoor circuit. But to be able to go inside, and one main factor is the guys who are used to watching their smoke, knowing to when to let that tractor loose, not having that due to the smoke tube. Very impressive for Travis to go from a short track to Cloverdale. We have a full 300-foot track back down to the National Fire Machinery Show. It, it's impressive. Yeah, Super Rooster. It's on the table. He's in. So he runs a chance with a good run here in Cloverdale uh, to make it a uh, good challenge at Travis Schlebach doing the indoor tour with style. Uh, John Pfeiffer, another name on there with the Pfeiffer Max, you know, Pictures of him tonight and sitting in the shop. Uh, new, I believe, new tin work this year on yep. that one. Yep. So uh, up to the Manatee MX. You know, not. A, I'm sure there's going to be a few more tractors in there. You don't see a lot that uh, pre-register that uh, or that don't pre-register show up, but definitely a possibility. A good, good classer. Seeing some uh, color mix up there. Hopefully, red wins, but that's just me. Next class on the book, Super Stock Diesel, uh, Rock Hard Ram, Van Hazley. I mean, the guy's known world round for his coming block, Cummins blocks. I know we were talking about him earlier. Kent Crowder was shy diesel. You know, a lot of tough guys out here. Uh, name that just um, jumped out to me, the Cummins killer. You know, a lot of good Duramaxes out going to be out there tonight this uh this coming weekend there's two kuslix and kyle michael with climax yep but once again a very commons dominated uh class uh, i don't see any power sports jump or uh power strokes jumping out at me there none well there's really only one at that level and i haven't really seen that truck too much in the last couple of and years what, what motor are they doing that with again that was a 7.3 yeah that that's right Yep. The oldest Ford diesel motor, not your six o. The only no, good, the only good Ford diesel exactly. motor. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, isn't that an international motor? It is. Oh, go that's figure. Why, that's why it's the one go that's figure. in my truck. Um, light super stock class. It wasn't at Gordyville this year. You know, and it didn't even occur to me until the weekend was over. I kind of was paging through the results. I'm like, wait a minute, where? You know, I know they had some at Murray, Kentucky, but where? where's the light supers and no yeah. nothing in the pictures and it just never dawned on me and looking at the entry list leading up to the week that it wasn't there Surprise. It, it blew my mind not seeing a cheese of country at gordyville but now i know why they dropped the class which i understand there's a lot of new classes coming up you know they want to make room for and we'll get into gordyville yeah, we'll get and to that plus or minuses there later but brian korth coming right off the back considered armed and dangerous and excessive forth Force, we're going to be running the cheesy tractors down there. Larry Phillips, extremely insane. Um, Brandon Phillips with insanity. Another class, you know, Henry Everman, force decision. You know, a class, I'm not going to lie. Well, Bob Barbie here, Stormy. So we got, you know, great color variation in that class. But I guess my issue with it is they never seem to get the power to the ground that they need to. It's either an, it's a light switch class. Either they're on or they're off. I kind of like that. It's a big version of the mini rods. Yeah. Keep on rolling here. Two-wheel drive pickups. 
Huh. Go figure. The first name I read. Petro, Petro, Frazier, Theobald, Theobald. Yeah. Corzine, Corzine. We've got a lot of variations here. Bartley, Bartley. <laughs> Brent Seacrest and Jeff Schaefer in the middle going, oh, God, I only got one. <laughs> and that'll round out your weekend down there in Cloverdale. It'll be, be a fun time. I'd love to be down there, but just, I guess my wife wants me home every once in a while. I don't know. I thought that's what I, that's what I paid her boyfriend for, but is what it is. I can't be down there. Everybody who's going to be down there, enjoy yourselves. Get a hold of us on Facebook at uh, Sidetrack with Armstead or Post or email us at ap at sidetrackpulling.com. Let us know what you're, what you saw down there in Cloverdale. Give us, so to speak, the firsthand view down there due to the fact we cannot be down there. With that, I think we can take a quick break here before we dive into Gordyville. Like I said, it's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show here tonight, but plenty to do with Gordyville. So uh, we'll get back to you in a minute with Armstead and Posh. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screw and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper. Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Welcome back to Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh as we dive hot and heavy into the events of the past weekend at Gordyville, the Midwest Winter Nationals. Well, I was there. Yeah, in, in body, anyway, if not in mind. $200. $200 dollars. Cheapskate. In beer tickets. That is even better than Armada ever. <laughs> That's not because at Armada we get so much free wash. True, true that. Um, 10,000 pro, pro farm. Um, yeah, really wish I could remember it. <laughs> no, great running class down there. Michigan Impossible. Tough running deers really rounding out this class. Um some guys just not getting the runs that they should have down there. Uh, you're looking at nobody really sticking it in the pile down there. But, uh, yeah, good. it's a good class. I really wish we had a good pro farm class up here. We really don't. That's a really big Missouri, uh, Illinois-style class, uh, some of Wisconsin. We don't have enough pullers to differentiate that much. Right. Uh, 12,000 pound farm stock kind of can bring you into what you're used to local. Um, Evan suits getting first place in that one going on to the finals. 
Um, yeah, once again, I wish I remembered this class. It <laughs> was only Thursday night, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I went down with Canadians. Do I need to say more? Oh, you mean those guys who the last few weeks that are made, or last couple of years that are made have been quitters? Yeah. You drank a lot. Oh, that's the understatement of the year right there. Thank goodness my dad went with me so that way I had a DD because it didn't end pretty. 9,500-pound hot farm. John Mayer doing with a Mayer performance in our R&D. Another tough running tractor out there. Another really cool class coming out of Missouri area. Uh, kind of surprised uh, Junior edging out Dad so far. Uh, red one coming out on top at uh, 466 Express. John Mayer Sr. sitting back in the number six spot. Really, really tough running red tractor right there. Um, I do believe he is a past champion down in Gordyville in that class. Um, Had some excitement in that class uh, on Friday night. Julie Elpers in the uh, just blowing cash. Alice Chalmers breaking off a left rear wheel. You know what? I think there was like three tractors this year that broke off uh, rear wheels. So it, I'll tell you what, Gordy. One of them was not named Brooks. We talked about I that last get, week. I was going to get to that <laughs> in the Saturday afternoon yeah, stuff. We'll, we'll come to them but, in a minute. Uh, man, what, what a tough track down there this year. You know, black clay track. You don't see that very often. But then again, it lives buried under sand for, you know, Basically, 11 and a half months out of the year, being it is a horse arena. But uh, wow, was that track ever taking horsepower this year? Must be properly fertilized. Yep. Um, 9,500 pound limited pro stock. Uh, my, my class, I enjoyed down there. Uh, Aces and Eights and IH. Randy Stuckenschneider. Uh, beautiful IH tractor. Go to Armstead or side track with Armstead and Posh on Facebook. I posted pictures of that tractor. There are other tractor horseshoes and hand grenades. John Reeves coming in fourth. Uh, the remedy, Brent Gaffney, Jason, uh, what is it? Schneider Schultz Schultz. Uh, let's face it. I know all you listeners, uh, are following us mainly via Facebook. I know you got beer money pulling team on there. The Remedy coming out this year with a 4.1 limited pro stock tractor. The s tractor's just beautiful. Blew away uh, the 1206 they had uh, the year prior. Um, not quite getting the run he wanted there. Uh, about a 250-foot drag will put you in the sand pile coming up at about uh, 213 and change. But uh, still so tough good, running tractor. Good enough to make the transfer, though. Yep, made it to to the finals. Oh, beer. Um, 9,500-pound pro farm. Um, Brittany Pfeiffer with just one more. Another tough running tractor down there. Wise competition, another red one. A uh, lot of red ones really dominating down there this year. Other than you, when you get into the heavy farm stock classes. Quite honestly, that has been the tongue-in-cheek smart-ass complaint about Gordyville is that it's, that it's red-dominated. and you, Well, you got to enter to 
pay your entry fee. You know, if you don't do that, that's partly what happens. One coming in down the pack kind of surprised me was the Tunerville Express of Robert Hill. Normally a really tough running tractor, but not just not getting that run. But, I mean, let's face it, he was fairly close to being in the mix there. I mean, number nine spot, but, I mean, 13 feet behind the leader at number nine. That That's a tight running class. Oh, let's go on to Friday afternoon. I kind of remember this one. <laughs> we start early. Uh, the 10,000-pound Pro Farm Finals. Lucky quarter of Jerry Barras getting the win there. Michigan. I heard, I heard some correction on that, actually, through the announcers there that weekend, that it was Barris. Barris? Well. Not, not Barass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eli... Uh, Lisk, who I got to announce with uh, down there, he knows this class better than I do. Uh, being from Illinois, he gets to see a lot of these tractors that I don't. Mission Impossible. We're lucky we get Illinois right and don't say Illinois. Right. Mission Impossible, Andy Cartwright taking number two. And top three being rounded out by whatever it takes of Mark Cartwright. 9,500-pound Pro Farm Finals in a pinch better Wade Knish, I hope I'm saying, I don't care if I say that right. But number two coming out, just one more, Brittany Pfeiffer, really ending the weekend quite well down there. 9,000 pounds super farm, first time we got to see it. Adrian Cox, chief hooker, coming out with the number one spot in that super farm class. Man, name that's been in the sport so long. And unfortunately, really not that well known on a national level. Not a di- not on for this for this sort of a stage. Certainly, you know those who were involved in antique pulling in the '90s and early 2000s definitely know Adrian Cox's name. But uh, he was one of the guys we highlighted last week, and there he is, right at the top of the list. Yep, great looking run there, sticking it in that sand pile. Nine thousand pound limited pro stock, uh, West. Spencer with the Bushwhacker sticking a lead mark out there, putting on the flirting with Desonator. The Distrainer, I, I can't. I need beer. Now, was this the run? I don't know. Maybe remember, maybe you don't. It, it's lots of go down through the water here. A bet? That there was a run where, and there was some discussion on the boards this weekend, and it involved Bushwhacker and West Spencer. He stuck it on top of the pile, and for whatever reason, they waved it off or you know he was ignoring a red flag or some such thing or or made a determination after the fact that he was not going to be that in that spot and and uh, there was talk that he had gotten screwed out of something but uh, here he is top of the list and i'm not finding where else that would have happened so uh, i don't know if that was that was the run or not well you know it was in the 8700 and it was the same two guys. It was in the 8700 on Saturday afternoon. It was not in the nine where uh, Kevin Smith and Wes Spencer wound up in, in the opposite role. So it was actually in the 8700 when that happened. I was going to say Saturdays where we really can get into sled talk. And yeah. you're seeing it on the Facebook discuss or not Facebook, the pull off discussion boards. What went on with sleds? And I want to get into that later because, uh, yeah, really. 
I mean, I'm looking at pull-off right now, and it was just blown right up going on. And yeah, it was on Midnight Masters too, but I've got some thoughts on that. Which we'll, we'll Let's yeah. table that. Let's get through where everybody yep. finished. Let's we'll get where we got to get to. We've got a lot of iron to cover here. Um, where was I? That's Thursday. That don't do me any good. <laughs> All right. Um, scroll on down. We're at the 11 Pro Farm from Friday 11 afternoon. Pro Farm. What a deer-dominated class. But then again, big cubic inches right out of the gate with the 619 block for these guys. Yeah, you get those heavy ag chassis, then they're going to they're gonna come to the fore. Joe Nemitz, Nemitz, Nemesis. Wow, is all I can say about that deer. I do quote, please get a hold of us, AP at sidetrackpulling.com or on Facebook, sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. I'm sure I'm probably getting somebody getting this wrong, but I do believe this is a 30 uh, or 60, 30 chassis. Wow. The power out of that tractor. I know on Saturday taking the right hand line and uh, completely blowing everybody out of the water. Nobody could duplicate it. Right hand side in Gordyville, notoriously difficult to get a good run out of. But every once in a while, somebody finds uh, an acorn there and it's just wow. Okay, go on to Saturday night. Now, I really know I don't remember this. <laughs> Except we need to do Friday night first. Oh, that's right. I'm on Friday night. Go figure. See what happens down there? You time travel. It's awesome. 11,000 pound pro farm finals. Uh, the smoker, Bill Warfel, getting the win down there. Edging out the Nemitz Nemesis and Gooderslocks Farms. Another tough John Deere down there. Um, industrial strength deer. I mean, probably one of the most uh, most uh, recognizable John Deere's out there right now with that industrial 50-20 uh, paint scheme. Just one of my favorites. Just It's something different, you know. Yep, yeah, we're seeing right here on the notes. Slut issues with that one. Um, able to get it done. Hot Farm Finals, 9,500 pound. 466 Express, John Meyer Sr. getting the win. Uh, his boy with Meyer Performance. Uh, R&D, uh, John Meyer Jr. coming in sixth. Not able to back up his first run earlier. Um, did have a slide malfunction on his first run. Whether or not that had an effect, hot motor, I mean, it is not a big class, but, uh, you know, everybody can uh, come up with an argument for anything. So, what do you have going on over there? Keep going. I'm lost. I'm in, no, I've got something that I'm a little bit curious about. Oh, boy. That this this is interesting. Keep going. All right, Super Farm, uh, Fast and Furious, James Schlama. Another big name in the Super Farm circuit uh, getting into the final. Uh, disturbed Rob Trowbridge getting into the final, but not escaping without injury. Uh, tow Tractor kind of effing him over, so to speak. Uh, didn't have the front end lifted up enough as they were making the turn out of the track and actually snapping the spindle. Uh 
He's talking to Rob. All he could do is laugh about it. He goes, you know, it hap- shit happens, you know. Uh, able to get the tractor fixed, get back out there. Um, what else? We got your screaming Norwegian, Sean Boyd. Another beautiful IH out there. Um, tough running class down there. 10-2 uh, Pro Stock. Red Edge Pro, Cody Shea Shea getting the win there. Okay, you're really doing math, and that's scary to me. Keep going. (laughs) Cool to see the Red Edge Pro. That's one of the most beautiful trackers in my mind. I love that 1206 that uh, Ace Chassis did. Uh, Did all the tin work in addition to the chassis. Very, very, very beautiful, very clean tractor. Number six there, name standing out, El Nino. Always a threat no matter where he goes with that red pro stock under MX sheet metal. Philip Parrish making a nice run. Coming in number six on Friday night. Um, Gangrene, Gary Potter not making the edge, you know, making the mix. There are a lot of green ones down at the bottom. Are we seeing a change in the pro stock world? Mm, we might be. We might be. I, I... One that I thought might give us some insight into that didn't show up. Oh, do 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 give in on that one. Preparation H. Yeah, not sure what's going on there. I was I wasn't planning on bringing that up, but uh, no, it would have been nice to see it. I mean, we know what went into it, and and Hypermax certainly wants to see it out there. Uh, so yeah, I I wanted to see them go toe to toe with everybody and prove what a red one can really do in face of, in the face of the green. Yep. 8,500-pound limited pro stock. Chiefs hooker Adrian Cox getting the win. Um, interesting one. Ford 9000, Mark Smith. Not a color you normally really see out there, but uh, edging into the number four spot there. Uh, smoking weed. Uh, Brian Scott getting number two. Never say never. Otto Peterson taking the three. And crosswired Aaron Johnson rounding out your top five a lot of good tractors not getting into that top 10 and that'll round us out for friday night saturday afternoon i remember some of saturday afternoon you better remember big pieces of that yeah about that sub-zero's deer taking the combo class austin potter great looking run there um, I really should remember this class. <laughs> oh, boy. Summer Storm, Brad Summers, taking number two, Razzle Dazzle, Bill Brooks, the only NA tractor running there in that class. Keeping, I, them, keeping both the tires on it this year. Yeah, and actually, I think David was in the seat. It wasn't Bill in the seat. You know what, though? I, I saw video of the run, looked and sounded great, so really good for them. Because I talked about it last week. That is what I wanted this class to be. Yeah. And it really turned out well. Uh, once again, thank you so much to Brian Lively hooking me up down there, getting me in the announcer stand for this class. Uh, the naturally aspirated super stocks, only one showing up being Razzle Dazzle of Bill, of, uh, Bill Brooks, the 6,500 pound pro farm which comprised the bulk of the class and the 6,500-pound 
V8s, large and small block, all small blocks represented, all uh, all Chevrolet power plants this year. Well, the V8 hot rods, that's never, it's really not a surprise. We have a very, very competitive and, and very high entry on a V8 hot rod class right here in, in Michigan, and, and that's it's predominantly Chevrolet power. It just is. Dirty, sexy money, Josh Van Horn taking the number four spot. Now, mind you, he actually would have been, he actually is the number three spot because this is a combo class and each class was paid out separately. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. Uh, Modified Massey, Paul Knight, Eric Pruitt's family's old tractor. This was a light limited super stock tractor at one point. Beautiful tractor. Pictures are on Facebook of this one. Uh, Was talking with Eric Pruitt. Um, Another podcast out there. Be sure to get on and listen to him. Show him some love, too. But uh, he said this tractor has never looked better than it does now. And it is a sharp Massey 1150. Yeah. Just seen the, really, really sharp. Seen the pictures there. Yeah, it's it's a nice-looking tractor. So, yeah, give them a listen. Seriously, we, we had some contact. You did personally. Yes. And me through through social media with the guys from Pulling Radio Network. Give them a listen. They're, they're good guys, and they're doing a good thing. We're all in this together. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't really get into them because this is a podcast. Everything's recorded before. Yeah, we can't be live, but that we doesn't do that doesn't doesn't mean we won't link up with them in the future. It may come to that. We'll we'll see. But you know, hey, we're all doing the same thing, and it's it's cool. It's good for everybody. Uh, the only V eight making the top uh, six there. Backdraft. Uh, Gary Frame. Uh, trying to think. Backdraft. Co op chassis, if I remember right. Yes. I'll go in here and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. I'm trying to remember. You know, I'm My going, mind is not what it should be. Going at the fast, at the speed of Wi-Fi right now. Weefy? Weefy. Keep going, though. The GMO tractor was a 1755 Oliver uh, Pro Farm this year coming out with... Uh, 88 Oliver sheet metal on it. So wrong. It was an Oliver. That is the Oliver with a V8 <laughs> backdraft. Yes, I can picture it now. Oops. Indecent exposure. Ben Coulter coming in seventh. Uh, pointless. Bill points. Yes, you have no point. Yep. Coming in eighth. The GMO, the genetically modified Oliver. Uh, Kenton Campbell. Great look tractor. Politically incorrect, Chris Dents coming in 10th, and uh, Misfire, Little Misfire, Ted Remind, there are pictures of this tractor on Facebook, the only pulling tractor I've ever seen that uses hose clamps and two-stack 2x4s to extend the pedals out. It's a V8, too. Was Doug driving? (laughs) I don't know. I never got to see the tractor. Did not make tech. Hitch issues. Not a three and a half inch long hole. God, have we seen that so many times? I don't know what it was. They never did say, but gotcha. I, I, I you know, I'm going to call him out on this because I doubt he'll ever hear this. And if he does, sorry, dude, you screwed up. You're reaching. You know what? You know what it takes to go to Gordyville. You know the specs that 98 percent of the hip pull clubs out there are running right now of a bigger caliber that you have to meet 
NTPA specs, which is a three-inch wide hole by three and three-quarter inches deep. You know the hitch specs. Why in the hell are you going to put all that time and effort to pull, get to the pull at Gordyville, have your tractor hauled inside to fail tech on a freaking hitch? Well, we're, again, we're assuming that's what... No, that was the oh, official was. word. Hitch oh. failure. Failed on hitch. Couldn't pass tech. No no three strikes, you're out. No, you just screwed the F up and are not getting a hook at one of the greatest indoor poles in the state in the country. Gratuitous so, rant. There Radio, you go. Radio for one. You got you got one rant out of me already I have today. A microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. Exactly. All right. 7,900-pound classic super stock. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Only name jumping out to me, just because it's a great running tractor, and I was surprised it didn't do any better. Slutty Alice of John Rose, beautiful-looking D21 Alice. Malice, the other tractor. Yes, Pat Genuine. I do remember the tractor now. I just couldn't remember when you asked me with a beer in my hand. So, uh, Malice is the other tractor of that pulling team. Both beautiful looking D21s. Uh, if I do remember right, they do use that uh, Detroit diesel exemption in them tractors. Oh, the factory replacement? Yep. So it's a Series 40. Yep. So, uh, Survivor, John Jones, tape number one. I can live with that. They came in a fact, they came factory that way. I'm okay. I'm not going to argue that yep. one. I'm not pissed. That one yep. I really don't mind. Yep. Because you know what? The Alice guys need something. Ford guys, find a loophole soon. Eh, that small cubic inch, I think we could get maybe the Domans to argue whether you need the Detroit. Eh. 426 could work. Small cubed. It's still difficult. Um, Tell that to Shramix. This is the class that... Uh, Caused a lot of issues. Ah, this is where we had our... Oh, yes. The little note there. Sorry for the delay. We are changing sleds. Yeah. Major sled failure there. Um, reason why I don't remember a lot of this class. Um, what was it? It was the case obnoxious, wasn't it? Uh, it w- yes. Yes, it he, was. Uh, Literally, I walked from the west side of the arena to the east side. There's only one way to do it if you don't have a pit pass is to walk in front of the sand pile between the north side of the building and the sand pile and to get to the east side. And I went over to talk to Mr. Brian Lively and uh, Pete Pesnick, Cap Brothers. Give them a little prompt. They deserve it. But uh, I literally went from one side to the other just as this case was take, getting ready to launch. And I was talking with Brian when he parked it, not in the sand pile, on top of the sand pile. And uh, major box failure, you know, the box just basically quit moving, which they've been running into issues all weekend with that sled. A couple times they had to do some work on it to try to get it to work right. And uh, there's people out there arguing, was that an issue? 
Was it fair out there the entire time of the poll? And I think this is the time to get into it a little bit, Charles. Is uh, That's a party foul, by the way. Wow. You're cut off. The, there was beer in that. Anyways, do you, do you think there were sled problems in other classes kind of hindering some of the results or swaying them one way or another? I'm unqualified to answer that in the context of this event specifically because I wasn't there and I don't We're have... We're unqualified anyways, but well, I'll right. put your opinion out there. Right. I haven't seen video. I'm not going to... I'm not going to put them up there and, and slay them for that. I don't, I don't know. That's my opinion. I've never been a shy about calling something out when it comes to something like that. I've had to do it at events from time to time. I don't know. I wasn't there. So I, I'm just, I, I'd be unfair if I said anything. And I'll tell you right now, the order we're reading these results were not the order they pulled. Um, 6250 light limited super stock or lim, light limited supers or as they're calling them, limited supers, did run before this class. I'm not going to get into this one as far as my opinions on some stuff. But uh, did get to announce a class. couple. God, that was awesome. Uh, detonator, Adam Spiegelberg, getting the first hook out of the gate uh, for the light limited super stock class, keeping his first run a 128.5. Winning the class. Uh, a lot of problems with the tractors out there, just not able to get in the power of the ground. Jamie Barger, Barger coming in second with the haywire. Um, seven feet behind the leader. Man, that's just ridiculous, you know. Jamie coming off a win up in uh, or down in uh, the Kentucky Invitational the week before. Yeah, indeed. I kind of feel like, you know, with the afternoon, with what happened with the sled, then they changed things. And for the light limited guys, unfortunately for them, they got they ran into a really heavy sled, and it just made for a tough go of it. Kind of a bad show, I'll say that. Yeah, honestly, this class got screwed over by the sled operator. Never able to getting the ground speed built that they need to effectively put the power of the ground. This is a super lightweight class, depending a lot on ground speed and sled was set way too heavy right out of the gate and uh yeah a lot of these guys did get screwed over i mean look, look on here john anderson a little angry what well, probably one of the top running doits coming in 13th yeah you know previous winner down in gordyville coming in 13th you know and it's not that he's short on horsepower by far no no he's certainly not and God, is that ever a wicked, just Eli Lisk, I got to take your quote. That's one pissed off sounding chainsaw. <laughs> what? The thing sounds like a chainsaw going down the track. That doit's just. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of a weird ping in there. I don't know what that. It, yeah, it was like that last year. I don't know. It just, it's got its. You need to go on these polls just to hear John Paul because it's just awesome. Uh, John also coming in third with covered in red, the uh, IH chassis up for sale along with Jamie, or not Jamie, but uh, 
Oh, Brad Powell's cut loose 1206. Ah, yummy. They're both up for sale. Oh. Similar price. I'm sure they'll finance real good for us. Jordan Spiegelberg coming in fourth with the Massey Ferguson. Big Blue, David Bear um, having to take his first run, but uh, eating a turbocharger at the end of the run actually asked me to put a shout out to the picks, pit if anybody had an HX63 by four charger. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody did, but uh, still that they were willing to part with. Beautiful looking uh, 86 30 Ford. Um, nicely done. Um, yeah, great class. Um, for you local guys, uh, Zach Kramer getting down there in the Doitzilla. Had the makings of a great run. Tractor sounded great, building pressure as he's feeding out the clutch. Sticks a plunger in the, in the pump injection trap. Lost all boost, just wasn't able to get it back. Uh, David Brooks stepping up with a razzle-dazzle to give a run with these guys in the light limited. Yeah, he was way back in the pack, but for a guy who's roughly 500 horsepower behind the rest of the group, a great run. Yeah, it can't, be, it can't really be too critical of what he was able to do in given, given circumstances, no. Diesel guys not having good runs. Uh, your top eight guys, top ten guys, all alcohol burners. Uh, best looking run out of the diesel guys was Larry Ander- or John Anderson with a little angry, and then American Beauty of uh, Larry Wright, and they were considerably behind everybody, but the diesel guys just not able getting it out of the hole. That really really hurt them, for sure. Why do I feel like I'm doing all the talking here today? Well, you were the one who were there. <sighs> in body, not in spirit. My God, do you ever stop talking? That's what I'm saying. But I like beer. It's pretty good. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch. I think we need a sponsorship because I definitely supported you quite heavily over the weekend. <laughs> 8,700 pound light pro stock flirting with the dear disaster of Kevin Smith getting the win in that class. He um, had a pretty good Saturday. He had a very good Saturday. Not going to lie. Um, Bushwhacker West Spender uh, coming in second. Black Viper. Beautiful looking John Deere. Uh, Honestly, my pick to take the win down there and just uh, coming in third, seven feet behind the winner. You really had to stick in the sand pile down there this year to get the win, um, which has come up in some of the yeah post-event meetings that there was a do l- with so much of that next year. There was a little too much David Hasselhoff going on this year. <laughs> too much David Hasselhoff. Yeah, playing in the sand. I thought you meant late model David Hasselhoff with too much drinking. Well, I'm not here to judge anybody drinking. Oh, so. Let's see. Fourth, Firestorm, Tommy Williams, and round out the top five. Five, fine. Gosh, can't even talk. What else is new? You're doing awesome. 
Cadillac Red, uh, Jimmy Williams. In the 11-5, King of the Hill class. A lot of the guys you heard earlier. Gunderslaw Farms, uh, David Gunderslaw, Gunderslaw taking the win. Uh, Nemitz Nemesis coming in second under pressure. Uh, pure John Deere class. It, it, that's all there was in it. Sorry, Red guys. You got to do something. And Saturday night. Yeah. Adrian Cox getting him the win in the ninth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Adrian Cox getting the win in Chiefs Hooker. Great weekend for him down in Gordyville. Nothing to complain about there. Uh, Diamond Deer, Mike Paulson uh, coming in second. Shag Nasty, Mike Eccles coming in third. Twisted Deer, Casey Fritz coming in fourth. And Crosswired of Aaron Johnson rounding out the top five. 8,700 pound light pro stock. Flirting with disaster. Kevin Smith just on a rampage like we talked about earlier. Actually, I'm looking at the results right now. This is the same as what went on in the preliminaries, you know. Um, Bushwhacker, West Spencer coming in second. Black Viper in third. I mean, carbon copy just. Uh, the only real changer, Cadillac Red, who was in fourth of Jimmy Williams down in the seventh spot, just not able to get the run down. He won, or excuse me, broke, wasn't able to make it back. Same with Firestorm with Tommy Williams. Kind of a game of attrition down there this year. Just a lot of people uh, biting the dust the hard way. Um, 62.50 limited super stock finals. Detonator not getting the John done. Can't survive a Mark Philatro getting the win down there. Beautiful looking New Holland black sheet metal uh, representing uh, the cancer fund there. Um, absolutely awesome running New Holland. Just really, they had it parked, uh, Charles, amongst the Spiegelberg clan. They yeah, had I saw Detonator, that. they had the uh, Massey Ferguson, they had Cancer Vive, and they had uh, White Mare. And honestly, it looked like a Spiegelberg tractor. <laughs> I want to say he, uh, he did pretty well at the Kentucky Invitational, too, so... He might have the opportunity, I think, for a three-peat come Murfreesboro in a couple weeks. Cut loose, Brad Powell coming in third. Uh, once again, another tractor for sale. I know it's uh, seven with a bunch of zeros after it for cost, if you're interested in buying one. Oh, that's okay. I only want one. Yep. Um, Haywire, Jamie Barger, just not quite getting it done. Um Z-Ride, Steve Zentz, another beautiful tractor down there. Um, coming in fifth, Jordan Spiegelberg in sixth. Till the money runs out, Scott Thomas coming in seventh and covered in red of John Anderson, rounding out the, the eight in that class. All alcohol burners there. No diesel uh, represented. Not this time around. Nope. I wonder how... The Velker team from West Michigan with their John Deere really, really impressed me. It was the old, it was a tracker that came out of um, 
uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was um, oh god, name brain fart. Uh, Popper John Deere alcohol burner. Um, anyway, it, they yeah. bought it from him, uh, and and have worked on it, and and really it ran really well at Armada as a, as a smoker. Was pretty impressed with the performance out of that one. So. Something to, something to maybe look forward to. Really wish they could have made it down there. Talked to, uh, I believe it was Eric, uh, just before I went down. They weren't able to be down there, so maybe next year. I mean, it'd be nice to have some guys from Michigan representing us down there pulling. Hint, hint, Jennings family. Hint, hint. Ed Schubridge. Hint, hint, Wayne Stein. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, guys. God, we'll, we'll keep naming names. I mean, right? Except, uh, except for the except for the one that I'm looking for in my head. Oh God, that's a large vacant space. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm cheating and going to find it. <laughs> YouTube, not that other you channel. All right, I'm gonna keep on rolling here while you go try to find yourself. This is gonna be a long wait. Uh 9,500 pound limited pro stock. Killing me. Um, The remedy, Trent Gaffney. What a run. Sticking it in the sand. Ron Boltmeyer. Good. Call yourself an announcer. You suck. You jackass. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, the remedy, winning the, light, the limited pro stock class, sticking it right in the sand. Horseshoes and hand grenades of uh, John Reeves. I know I got pictures of that one up there. Beautiful paint scheme. Uh, make sure you look at it. Uh, number three coming in limited edition of Mike Busma. Um, God, just really great class. I really enjoyed that limited pro stock class. You can keep your light pro stock. I'm a 4.1 guy. Diesel super stock. Uh, only four showing up. Uh, Super Rooster, Kent Payne taking the win. Final decision of Henry Everman. Uh, Born Green, Tyler Boakman. And coming in third and fourth goes to Anderson Farms and David Anderson. Uh, really kind of unimpressed with the class other than Super Rooster, but they really had him tied back hard. I mean, nobody even reaching the sand pile. You know, good, bad, and different. The crowd likes it when it when you get to that sand. Ten two pro stock finals. Mac Daddy of Tim Shipley uh, getting the win. Full metal jacket. Yeah, that tractor coming in second. <laughs> El Nino having a great looking run. Kind of what you've come to expect of that tractor. Just really good looking run. Coming in third, uh, Red Edge Pro of Cody Shea coming in fourth, and the Geared Green of Calvin Van Gerden, or yeah, Gendergen. Van Gendren? Yeah, that too. I can't even talk. I need more beer. <laughs> uh, coming in fifth, but uh, look at it. I mean, red-dominated <sighs> class. What what's going on in pro stock? Are we seeing red going to overtake the four major classes? Well, I don't know. It was deer power at the front with the front two, 
no, no, no. Full Metal Jacket does not count. That's not a real tractor. Well, well, it's still got green power. There's only really, well, there was three red tractors in there, and one of them isn't a true full pro stock. It's a 4.1. I don't know. Jury's out. Uh, If you're NTPA, you would say yes, whether it be Massey Red or International Red between Carlton Cope and Tim Kane. If you're PPL, you'd say no chance in hell. A little difference in rules and that. We'll see. There's, uh, again, the the one tractor we keep coming back to that a lot of impressive stuff inside there, pre-committed for PPL this year. So summer will tell. Pre-committed for PPL. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm misremembering that. Maybe it was for last year and and just the timing didn't work out. I don't recall. I was going to say, I haven't heard anything out of that camp, but. uh, Well, and that didn't come from them. That was from uh, pro polling. Yeah, I kind of gathered that. We haven't had much contact with them, but uh, 9,000 pound limited pro finals flirting with disaster. Kevin Smith just on a rampage down there, getting the win. High geared harvester at Kendall Beasley, getting second, cashed out at David Hill, getting third. Bushwhacker Wes Spencer coming in fourth. And endless torment Larry Black coming in fifth. 9,300 pounds Super Farm Finals National Farm Machinery Show and uh, NTPA rules. Screaming Norwegian of Sean Boyd getting the win. And I, I really, really love the paint scheme on that tractor. Just really sharp. Uh, name bring me re- reminiscent of uh, the Boudreaux with Crazy Canuck and all that. You know, just kind of a cool tractor. Fast and Furious of Greg Slam with John Deere coming in second. Rob Drobridge with Disturbed coming in fourth or third, excuse me. Um, tractor is for sale. Do know a dollar amount on it. And I think we need to go to the bank tomorrow and uh, just pull out a small loan and just go purchase it. How much? Oh, buck fifty. How's that all? Hey, it's a proven NTPA points champion tractor. Yeah, yeah. And I like the story behind it. I don't like what happens when I look at my wallet. Yeah. Just don't open it. <laughs> Nothing in there but an echo. Yeah, my ma's died years ago. You got an echo in yours? Oh, yeah. The bank came and took my echo. <laughs> uh, when you exist in a vacuum, you know it's bad. <laughs> Well, you just keep paying them ex-wives, you two, and uh, have fun with that. (laughs) Best payment I ever made. Bought my happiness. (laughs) Do you care to make a comment next? I I think I'm going to abstain from this. (laughs) 8,500 pound limited bro stock. Smoking weed. Brian Scott getting the win. Chiefs hooker. Adrian Cox, man, what a great weekend down there for him in Gordyville. Yeah. He has to be happy. If not, I'm going to go smack him because he's got every right to be happy down there. (laughs) And now or never of Otto Peterson coming out in the number three spot. Oh, that was Gordyville. 
Something interesting. This is the kind of deep dive that you expect out of us here at Sidetrack that I noticed when I was going through results and what he busted before. What are you doing math over there about? This really jumped out on the results sheets. I didn't catch this earlier or even during the weekend. And it's 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 a cool little insight that I like to look at when it comes to a particular poll. Wait, Na- you have no life? Yeah, I don't. Okay. This is my life, just okay. like everybody else who's listening to this crap. <laughs> I like to look at particular tracks and try to identify some sort of a pattern or a history. National Farm Machinery Show, always notorious. If you're first class of the night, you want to be about the third hook. First two, well, unless you're two-wheel drive trucks, then you want to be number one and hope they don't reset the sled. You're going to smack it in the sand pile, and you're going to be golden. But I like looking at where the best ones come from in the pull order and what did the bingo balls do to you when you determine that random draw for starting position. Gordyville had a little interesting trend this year. 24 classes on the weekend. We saw th- six winners come out of the number six starting position. Three out of number five and one out of number seven. That means 41.6% of the winners came out of those starting positions. It's very statistically significant to me. Wow. Just mind, mind blown. We got to have a drop Nothing? for this crap. Nothing? Come on. Nobody cares. I, I wasn't listening. I apologize. <laughs> Nobody cares. Don't Next. worry. Nobody He's, cares. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's anyway. the understatement of the year. That winds out Gordyville. A lot Except of beer. for every puller who's going to be entered like next year, they're going to be looking. Every puller next year. Please let me be number six. Yep. Because they listened to this show and found out that statistical anomaly. They're going to be, you know, come on. Yeah, so you got that number you want to trade. Where else are you going to get it? You're not going to hear it anymore. You're not going to get that anywhere else. It's not on the message board. It's not on Facebook. Here. Right here. Right here. Here. (laughs) All right. That winds up Gordyville 2016. Hangovers and all. You know what, though? I woke up every morning with a clear head. That's because there's nothing in it. (laughs) Touche. So with that emptiness, we will go to a break here, and we'll get back for... uh, I guess you'd call it Andrew's rant of the day. This one's for you, Wayne. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the port of johns in the pits? Going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new port-a-stool slash pulling hitch combo, We'll be there for you. Made a two-inch solid stock. Easily the strongest, most sturdy port-a-stool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment in half-inch increments just by removing two pins. Makes hitch height changes quick and easy, allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal of the Metal is making pulling life easier. Alrighty then, we're back with Armstead and Posh. We got to talk about something, Charles. Uh, <sighs> big news this weekend, coming out of the Michigan area. Tractor, I know you and I grew up watching, no longer running in Michigan. No longer a superstock. Well, we think it's no longer running in Michigan. We don't know. True. True that. Uh, my my guess is probably not, 
just because of what yeah. I'm going to get into here. Um, Radical Red, Shendor Family, selling the longtime 86, 88 Series International, running a diesel super stock for, uh, God, 20 years. I think it's probably been longer than that. Uh, the chassis, boy, was that that was one of the original Ag chassis was one of it was Berg's uh, tough enough, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, so I mean, the history on that chassis goes with the original Ag chassis, anyhow, and the lineage that is Radical Red goes back to the late seventies. Well, if I remember, in regional level, you are stuck to an Ag chassis still. You are not allowed a component. Right. Well, he went component with it six years ago, at least. Uh, when he rebuilt it, yeah. But, uh, man, kind of part of our history going. I know Shendors mm-hmm. were, uh, you could tell it was a bittersweet post for him uh, announcing Tough, it yeah. being gone. And knowing Jim, it certainly, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a tear was shed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rob Trowbridge giving me the news about that one and uh, seeing it on Facebook not long after. And, yeah, my heart kind of crushed there. And then we got talking about this topic, and I know you and I have discussed it before. What the hell is going on in Michigan with super stock, pro stock tractors? I don't know. And globally speaking, before before I go into my piece on it, you should bring this up with Nate when he's guest hosting next week because Nate has a very evolved thought on the state of polling within the state of Michigan, and, and I maybe agree with him. A lot of the problem is the expense that it takes to, to run one of these machines, and Michigan's economy has certainly been crushed harder than most areas of the country since really since 2008, maybe even a little bit before. And a lot of wealth did leave this state. But even beyond that, it is unique among states in terms of what you have available to you in terms of competition for your interests, for your time. A huge pastime in the state of Michigan, and if you don't live here, maybe you don't get it. And, and maybe it's this, there's similar things that go on elsewhere. The up north thing, having that vacation property on a lake up north or in the woods that you go to visit and ride ATVs in the summer, ride snowmobiles in, in the wintertime, go hunting. You have a boat if it's up there at a lake or we're surrounded by lakes. Boating is big, big money, big business here. Well, Michigan's a beautiful state. I think you like it a lot. And being home to the Motor City, too, the automotive side of it is is a big deal, too. Big draw. Oh, yes, Detroit style. Very nice. Whether it's drag racing, not so much not so much road course, but circle track and drag racing big in the state of Michigan. And so there's there's that competing element for motorsport. And where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? And also, the expense of a fair to have an event on Wolverine schedule or NTPA Region 2 and be able to host the class and provide a schedule that justifies the expense of owning the machinery. It's not there. TTPA and Michigan Truck and Tractor Pullers have kind of eaten Wolverine's lunch a little bit in, in the last 10 years at the, at the fair convention, which just happened, stealing a lot of NTPA pulls away over 15 years with that cost-effectiveness of their show, which doesn't include the, the big pros or the big supers. Which brings me into my point. Okay. We've gone down Wolverine, Wolverine State. That's where we live. That's Michigan. For those of you who don't know, sorry, get on board. We're cool. But uh, Wolverine State used to be. No, we're just chilly. 
Yeah, no, we're we're cool. <laughs> but uh used to be we go what, a half mile half hour down the road right out from Port Huron where we were where we were camped out here at Life Media Studios at one half Radio Plaza. Half hour down the road, Emily City, Michigan, for the spring nationals, we got to watch an NTPA program, Wolverine backed. Actually, you don't have to go too much further back into time, and you could find NTPA, Armada, North Branch, Goodles, Emily City, Richmond. What happened? Uh, I don't know if they were in Croswell at one point in time. Uh, Bur- yes. their, ATPA was into Burville for one, se- one year. You really could see it all over the place. And it's fallen off. You look at Wolverine's schedule now, and you take southwestern Michigan, Basically, from uh, just southwest of Lansing and draw an arc through uh, basically Kalamazoo down to basically U.S. 23 Monroe area. Take that arc, and that's where all your Region 2 and Grand National events take place. Yeah, West Michigan. Hudsonville, Ionia, Hartford, Kasopolis, Charlotte, Monroe. Yeah. Cold water. Yeah, it they're gone. Hillsdale. What happened? I don't know. There's a bunch. And, and you know what? As a promoter, I know we've talked. The price to bring in a Wolverine show for what iron you're going to bring me right now, you're bringing me modified four-wheel drive trucks. You're bringing me two-wheel drive trucks. You're bringing me a Pro Stock Super Stock combo class, and you're bringing me a limited modified class. That's it. Well, Super Farms, but... And Super Farm. But everybody's got Everybody's those. got Super Farm. I, you can take that one out of the equation because Thumb and Michigan Truck and Trucker both, yes. both offer it. Yes. You know, this is Super Farm country. And the debate, you know what, let's take, stick it on the end of this. You know, we I, I kind of want to get into this today because it ties in. But uh, has Wolverine less rested on their laurels too much? Just thinking, well, we're Wolverine. We're a Region 2 um, pull club. You know, this is what we can charge, yada, yada, yada. I understand, you know, it might work down in the Carolinas where you saw the jobs from Michigan go to. You know, you've seen a lot come up in Region 3, Region 1, Region 4. You know, Region 2's falling off the map. And honestly, my feeling is Wolverine hasn't done anything to adjust their rules, adjust their payouts, or really entice any promoters to bring them in to help keep the sports alive. We're talking Pumpkin Gone Mads talking about possibly running a tops, at tops, five poles. I remember growing up with that tractor. Beautiful run of D21, Alice. Used to be the top of the game. But you know what? I think everybody in Wolverine Pullers has kind of sat on their thumbs for way too damn long, being happy with what they're doing and going, well, we're good enough for Region 2. Well, we're good enough. We don't have to put money in this. I don't know. I, I'm i not familiar with the, the books and, and the way things are structured within Wolverine Pullers, and, and I, I invite, uh, whether it's Dwayne Creedon or, or Karen Allen, you know, get a hold of us, reach out, and, and we can – we'll discuss it. Put, put the record straight, of course. I don't necessarily think it's their fault directly. I think that there's sanction fees that's involved with NTPA that are structural and imposed from uh, coming out of Columbus, Ohio, and they have to live with those. And, and so it's, you know, it's really a set paradigm as far as what they're going to do. They've got to match up with what Wisconsin tractor pullers or New York or whoever or Hoosier State's going to do. 
$15,000 cheaper, I can bring in a full TTPA pull. And that brings up, well, this bring that let's enlarge the argument then. We're going to, we're going to crucify Wolverine for, for being too expensive. You bring in thumb and the same pullers are complaining that the purse isn't big enough because thumb doesn't charge enough. There's a happy medium there, but you know what? I mean, but where do you find it? Because thumb has a fat and happy schedule and Wolverine doesn't. No one's gone to that middle ground yet. Exactly. And, um, Michigan truck and tractor pullers, they are basically predominantly West. Um, Thumb, they're branching out. We've seen pulls in Traverse City. We've seen pulls in Big Rapids. We're now down in Hastings. We're encroaching on that MTTPA area. What are we doing different? I don't know. I don't know that we're necessarily doing anything uh, differently. We're taking Wolverine pulls. Well, that's cost. That's just money. That's just Dollars and cents. The fair, the fairground says, "Hey, on Saturday night, we got to put something on, 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 on for a show in our grandstand arena." It's always been pulling. NTPA is not too expensive. They start looking at alternatives. I haven't been to fair convention. I don't know how it works. I, I don't I haven't been there. I don't well, know. you know what? Then I will direct the question higher, Uncle Larry. Come answer us. What in the world's WPI thinking right now? I understand it's big business. You've got more sponsorships than you've ever had. Let's use them sponsors a little more effectively. Bring down the cost of your show a little bit to get it out there. You, by doing that, you're going to get the face and name out there more. And, uh, yeah, I understand you're out there to make money. It is a business. But you know what? In the same token, you're kind of letting uh, Grand National and uh, Regional National pulls die in Michigan. Once they're gone, you can't regain it. I don't know. And do they want that? They've heard from so many years from their pullers that we want uh, two-day hooks and uh, on the GN circuit anyhow and and go to a place and, and be there for the weekend and then that's it and then have a couple weeks to regroup before we go out again. Maybe it's NTPA catering to what the pullers' wishes are, and that's your membership base. We're not NASCAR. Deal with it. Exactly my point. The membership is saying this is what we want, whereas NASCAR is ruled by an iron fist from the France family saying, you're going to go where the hell we tell you to go and like it. But that's what I'm saying. What, what, what My point with that is is these pull teams are going, okay, we get to Talladega. You know, we're there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we go home. Well, guess what? Pulling, you've always had to travel. You know what you're getting into when you join this sport? Deal, deal with it. Yeah, but that, the days of big tobacco being behind pulling is gone, and the the money is gone. I want the skull is, is band it back. You're, you're never you're never going to see that. It's not going to happen. the The restrictions that have been placed on tobacco advertising, despite the fact that they have the huge marketing budgets to spend, it's never coming back to the sport to any form of motorsport. Those days are gone. The days of uh, the the TNT, when you would get paid big, giant money to go to California for a weekend, they're just gone. It, it, it's, and it's probably never coming back. Uh, there's not going to be a replacement for it. The profile's never going to be high enough. And we've reached a point now where we fractionalize the country across NTPA Pro Polling League Outlaws is the group that's expanding, and they're the ones with the most restricted rule book. They're doing something right, and I won't, I, again, I don't know what it costs to bring an Outlaws show in versus PPL or NTPA, but they're the ones growing. They're the ones that are stealing polls out west of the Mississippi from NTPA and PPL. You know what? Maybe they got the right idea. 
Let's castrate the rules back a little bit. Let's make the pullers a little more budget-friendly to build. And their schedule has gotten to the point where we've talked about this in prior shows. The schedule's gotten so busy that there's certain areas of the rulebook that have had to have focus put on it just for reliability's sake to make sure you still got a show to put on come August. Well, that's something we're going to get into next week with Nathan Drab. Uh, behind your mic, uh, the 2.6 rules, uh, yeah. what needs to go on there for reliability issues. But to bring it back to Michigan, though, and be Michigan-centric, again, I think our biggest problem here is there isn't that disposable income available for somebody to go and do this. And if there is, if someone does have the money to do it, they, they don't want to go do, they don't want to go pulling. They just don't care. What's wrong with them? Well, besides the obvious, but they just don't. They'd rather spend it on a lake house or a boat or what have you. It, that's just that's what you're competing against here. You know, that, that answers a question on the super stock side, really. The pro stock side. And I know. think one of those, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, when the uh, lethal injection was here, owned by the kind of family out of Frankenmuth, his other big thing was offshore power boats. And he had the tractor for whatever, four or five years, and then it went back to Ohio. And as far as I know, he's still messing with boats. Yeah, well, I, I prefer uh, 300 feet of clay versus rock hard uh, water when you crash your boat. But that's me. But in, but that's the thing, though. That we're This is a marine economy here. You go to an event like, uh, uh, I forget the name of it, but it's in, it's in August down here in St. Clair, down on the river. Yeah, it's the offshore power boats, boats race. And yeah. it, you know, it's a town of 3,000 people. And that weekend, there's 50,000 people there looking at these multi-million dollar race boats. And these just it's mind-blowing, the money that comes into town for that. And you could put a tractor pull on Main Street, and it ain't going to happen. If you can get it past the zoning commission, which is another argument in and of itself, you might, if you're lucky, draw a couple thousand people. You aren't going to get the 50,000 that go down there for, for the boats. Well, you know what? I want to get into a topic. You know, we didn't even discuss. We didn't even plan. And you know what? After going down to Gordyville, you and I have discussed our views on these two classes. Is uh, this state's all super farm. It is. It is. And that, there's a big reason for that. Uh, a couple of the biggest builders for and probably the three most active dynamometers for super farms, they're here. Okay. Now, my thing is, you're getting out other areas of the country, you know, west of, you know, basically draw a line from middle of Indiana over, over to the west. You're a 4.1 limited pro stock. You go to the east, you're a light pro stock. Why is that not taking off Michigan? There's nobody running that class. Why is Wolverine not looking at a class like that? Or, you know, trying to diversify, get some more pullers into the club to be able to justify their events there's just not enough iron out there for wolverine to bring forth a good show they've been running with what four super stock pro stock combo drive you know tractors for how many years now when are you going to get the right idea hey listen we need to diversify our class a little bit and bring in one of these classes that's getting popular you know yeah we're charging a lot that means we can put a purse to it get that class in there with a decent purse and entice some people to come over and play and possibly build a tractor and build some classes. They haven't done it in 15 years since Super Farm took off. I think you answered your own question. We're Super Farm territory and a light pro and a 4.1 is going to kill those guys, and so they'll just stay home. So then you then you drive off Super Farm Central. There's room for both. There's no reason for that. Nah, not in a combo class. 
because how many times is a super farm guy going to want to get his because they know the super farm guys know in the state of Michigan if they if they jump into that combo class there's maybe one to three super stocks they got to go against occasionally a pro stock you bring a light pro or a 4.1 in here next thing you know the top 10 is all those guys and they're gone so we don't run a pro combo class you just go okay we're going 4.1 or we're going light pro stock that is our new class we're dropping the combo class because guess what it's not here it's non-existent I'm sorry, you can't keep a class round for one tractor. No, but the fair boards want it. They want super stock. They're still they they're obviously still don't want it enough to keep it around. They really don't. They're still booking it though. They're still putting it on this calendar. How many guys are going? Yeah, run the same thing as last year, and not actually looking at the numbers. A lot of them. There's a there's a lot of fair boards out there. Just go. I want smoke. I want power noise. Exactly. They're not looking at the numbers. They're not. You could pull that. Pro stock, super stock combo, put it in, and guess what? You put in a limited pro just because that's what I love. You know what? That's fine. And looking at the area that Wolverine's running, limited pro would be the class that'll draw, you know, be able to draw some people just because it is in that southwestern Michigan area. You know, you're not too far from Chicago, the Wisconsin border, the hard way. I disagree with that because there's so many light pros in Indiana and Ohio. And eh, nobody likes light pros. <laughs> Except me. No, it, it's another great class, you know. They both are very unique, very great classes. Why are we not looking at them? Why are we sitting here being the only state in the Midwest not looking at this this unique pro stock class and going, hey, we can do something with them? I understand the super farm guys may be a little concerned, but guess what? I think another problem, the reason why they aren't doing it, is there is no 4.1s in Michigan, none, and one light pro, and maybe two. That's it. All right, fine. I'm going to go out and build a 4.1 tomorrow. One. Wait. I no, you're not. I didn't hit the Powerball, did I? Mm-mm. Shit. You punch balls, but they aren't Powerballs. Oh, wow. That's just harsh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't. I do not fault Wolverine or NTPA for their decision making on this. I think a lot of the problem is simply an economic one that's beyond their control. Uh, there's 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 economic forces out there that are beyond anything that they can they can do anything with. Well, with that, I think we uh, can round out our program. Unless you have anything more, Charles. No, I think I'm good. You're going to be gone because you got the lamest excuse in the world for not coming and talking tractor pulling for next year. I'll be here. I'll be here next week and by phone briefly uh, weigh in on, on things at uh, Cloverdale and, and whatever else I can contribute. But, yeah, it will be a brief engagement. Yep. So next week, truck guys, we are going to get to you. Once again, follow us on Facebook, Facebook with Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh or get a hold of us. On our website, www.sidetrackpulling.com. T-shirts and apparel coming your way shortly. So, uh, once again, my name's Andrew Armstead. I'm Charles Posh. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.